welcome to the podcast. In a special show this week, I'm talking to Lizzie Hale and Joe Hottinger from Grammy award-winning rock band Hailstorm. They recently visited the UK to promote the release of their upcoming new album, and I was fortunate enough to spend some time chatting to them about online communities, selling records using social media, how likes are not currency, and the responsibility that comes with true influence. We also chatted about Jimi Hendrix's flat, Lizzie infamously cutting her hair short, and about the new record. That's all coming up in today's show. So this is your your fifth day of media work, that's right? Five days in a row? Or is it all a blur now? I think so. Is it five? Sounds yeah. about right. No, it is. It is because... If it's not five, it's four or six. And you've been to four countries. Four countries in five days? Yeah. yeah. We yes. started yapping in Sweden and yeah. haven't really stopped as we went to Sweden. Sweden, Germany, France, and London yesterday. Second, today, second, yeah, day second day here. Day, yeah. And yesterday you were at um, Jimi Hendrix's flat as well, which looked pretty awesome. Yeah, how cool. Awesome. I know. Yeah, that was a, that was a trip, man. It was... I love that, you know, I'm a sucker for rock and roll yeah. history and memorabilia and just, I don't know, the whole the whole thing of rock and roll is just magic and it was neat to be in there and you yeah. just imagine, yeah. you know, all the people that were hanging out in yeah. there. And- the amount of drugs that were smoked in that flat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> you, could, you could probably still like lick the walls and you get, get, a, get a high, you know, <laughs> get a buzz. Okay, so I'm going to talk to you a bit about how the band uses social media and digital media because that's where I come from. We will talk about the music as well because I had the chance to listen to the new album and like I said to you earlier, I absolutely love it. I think it's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. But from a social media perspective then, so you appear to be, from the outside, a band that really fully embraces social What's interesting to me is that you have your official channels, so your official Hailstorm channels, and then you all use it individually as well. Yeah. I guess the official thing seems to me to be only a real small part of the story as as far as the band goes. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much we have that so that the important things that we might forget to, like, (laughs) put out there. You know, like, yeah, any announcements or news go through that, and then we want to say something on our personals. We do we, that as well, we but... talk about it and say it or, or link to the hailstorm announcement. Yeah, or just have our own commentary, individual yeah. commentary. On yeah, it. It, it's just a whole other level because for us to be personally out there, I think we made a decision early on because you can either be the band that is you know, super mysterious with yeah. the veil and nobody yeah. ever talks to them and we don't know what they're really like, or you can put yourself all out there. And yeah. so we kind of took that path and because it was kind of easy it was for me it was more comfortable and it was more fulfilling to just put yourself out there and 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 be you know unapologetic about that and like have the conversations online with the people in Germany or 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 the UK that like you haven't met yet but it's just it's been that community has been really was that an actual conscious decision that you made as a band or individually even or was it just something that naturally evolved because that's who you are I don't think there was ever like a day that we were like let's do this but I but I think that we've always been kind of people people i mean it was conscious to make you know not have anyone individually running the hailstorm one that's just try to keep that more professional and on the business side of things but otherwise we just get on social and do our yeah. thing and it is fun to talk to people i know lizzie you talk to people all the time and a lot of your lyrics and stuff and ideas and concepts get worked out through yeah sort of oh, and it's and it's interesting because like the most amazing thing about 
the community, at least on my personal social media outlets, there's this community that kind of happened over the past couple of years. And, and there's just such wonderful people. And and what I see, because they tag me and everything, um, (laughs) what I see, I'll I'll wake up in the morning and there's like something that went on at 4am. And, and uh, if someone on there, if, you know, a fellow they keep calling themselves the freak family and yeah. and they um if someone in the family is is having a hard time all of these people that that may have never met maybe they'll never meet in real life band together because they've they, and they lift each other up and it's really neat to see that and 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 that's not it it happened on my socials i can't take credit for that i can't take credit for it but they they did that on their own and it's just yeah. really neat to be a part so of that it. there's what you're saying is there's a community there that regardless of whether you're on at the time that happens anyway. it it happens anyway yeah and just it's just a great thing to be a part of and and yeah like joe said a lot of these conversations that i'll have with them and and uh, you know things that we're as humans we all go through these tremendous yeah, yeah. highs and these tremendous lows and and over the years i've i've uh, you know i've definitely opened up to them and and it's amazing to be somebody that they feel comfortable enough I, some of our super fans like i i know some of their darkest secrets that their family doesn't know about them and they've they've felt the need or at least felt comfortable enough to to tell me. And so some of the conversations that we have definitely bleed their way into, you know, into the lyrics and and kind of have become a little bit for what we stand for. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, as Joe said, you, in, you especially interact with fans a hell of a lot, just from an outside view. Even this morning, so I tweeted, I was on the train and I tweeted, Sam's coming, and I got a reply back. <laughs> yeah. Was, was no awesome. expectation of that whatsoever, but I mean, that seems to be fairly common behaviour for you. It, definitely. Well, it, it was cool because, uh, you know, we're all excited because you know we're kind of in this in this purgatory because like you've heard the record and and yeah. you know and and we've let it go yeah. but the fans haven't but then there's these little tricklings that kind of get out there so it's been fun to like see everything and then I, I saw you and I'm like oh awesome I'll see you soon <laughs> cool you know and and that's kind of that's neat too because you're able to kind of keep in touch with the people that you know not only with the fans but you know the people that you yeah, you know yeah, sure. are partnered with so yeah. yeah so do you think would would you say that social media as a whole facebook instagram twitter everything has an important role in what the band does i mean obviously the music comes first end of story yeah yeah. how much of a role does social media play and where you've got to as a band at this stage well something that we've learned and even just from from being fans of music is that yes it's about the music first and foremost but that's only the surface of everything And, and in a lot of ways we are also in the business of selling ourselves as in show people, you know, the kind of people that you are talk about, you know, what you stand for. And just honestly, like we're bad liars anyway. So we, (laughs) we'd rather just like have it all out there than try to be something we're not. And in a lot of ways by doing that, it has definitely helped our career because with our fan base, it is so much more than just a song they heard on the radio. It, It becomes an anthem because they come and see us and they talk to us and, and they feel this common bond with us just as humans and and uh, that's something that we've seen so i feel like well, like in all ways that, that reminds me of i remember when we started touring and you meet and hang out with these bands for like a month you know and um i remember we toured with one band that i wasn't really a fan of i'd hear them on the radio i'd be like oh, oh no, not again whatever and we spent a month with them hanging out and they're like coolest fucking people <laughs> and and then we went out and we bought all of their cds yeah, then, then when you hear them on the radio now you're like oh yeah awesome that's yeah, great and yes. i kind of learned that whatever the music i don't have to listen to it every day but there there are real humans back there making it yeah, and, yeah. and i don't get angry when i hear music anymore i'm like oh that sucks <laughs> it's like 
No, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure those people tried as hard as they could to make that. And they're probably really cool because most people that make music are pretty cool. Well, and it works in the opposite sense, too, because yeah. you can like something, a piece of music, and then you, if you meet them and yeah. and, and, and they're <laughs> like, and they're a jerk, then you don't necessarily want to listen to their music anymore. So it so doesn't it, it doesn't pay to be. I, I like to asshole. think that, if, you know, if like when people Lizzie engages the most out of anybody in the band, for sure. And I like to think that when for people engage with her like that, that maybe. Not that they weren't fans to begin with, but it, it takes on a newer meaning and a more personal meaning when you hear. I, I think that's definitely the case. I think having that personal contact with your fan base is so important, well, from my perspective anyway. I think it adds a whole new level to... For the, for the bands I follow, yeah. for example, the ones that are distant, you feel less connection with. Yeah. Other than people like you who you, you see posting personally, you can talk to. There's, it takes on a whole new level. And I, yeah, one of the questions I had for you was whether you think that that level of interaction having a positive impact on social actually does sell records. Does it sell concert tickets? I mean, what sort of role do you think it has in that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and actually this, this record that we just made um, is, is a true example of that because we're, we are actually erroring on the side of, of what we truly are as in like we've 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 kind of peeled away at, at the surface level which the surface level is like hey we have a catchy song and i sing on it yeah cool that'll yeah. work you know that'll do and then so but on this record we've kind of peeled away that layer and have really reached out into you know again like some of these this relationship that we have with the fans and been, been more unapologetically ourselves um and are banking on that but absolutely i you know, I, I feel like you see it we see it a lot just on touring on a touring level and yeah we get a lot of the a lot of the level. people that we talk to online show up in the meet and greet you know yeah. get the yeah, yeah, yeah. buy the more expensive tickets yeah. and and a lot of them if you know they'll buy two without a plan and give one to one of their twitter friends if they happen yeah. to be in that yeah. you know and they start spreading the love and, and there's one guy dave who's a great fan he's a supporter of music and bands and and uh He's got a little more expendable income than a lot of the other fans. I know he just bought like ten of Lizzie's oh, new nice. guitars coming out. Okay, and he's I think I think he's like giving them to some super fans and stuff just as gifts, and it's beautiful. It's a that's neat, a really a neat cool thing. Thing, and I don't know if that is monetizing like the, but they are they are all part of this community, and they talk together online, and then they meet up at shows, yeah. and and we see an it, event. and it's funny to see in the meet and greets too. Like there are people that really do pay attention to for better or worse to everything that I say um, online. Um, and sometimes they shouldn't pay attention to everything I say, but, uh, but so they'll show up in meet and greets, like with like t-shirts made up of like something I said to someone, it wasn't a part of the lyric right, end of yeah, it. Yeah. And, but, or they'll like show up with a box of things like, I, you know, I heard you, your favorite, you know, candle is, is like grass scent or whatever. <laughs> like, and so they're like, and I'm like, Oh, this is crazy. Um, but, but, uh, you know, but they, they've really reached out. And so, Again, like I, I, I digress, but like on this record, there are some some Easter eggs on this record that are things that I've talked about with them that maybe isn't it's not so I'm going to generalize everything in order to make everybody happy. It's like I know a lot of these super fans are going to be like, oh, dude, what she's talking about in this song. I, I remember that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had that conversation okay. with her and the girl in Germany. You know, it's it's yeah. so it's it's neat to like play with that. Do you have any I mean, do either of you feel any responsibility for things you do and don't say on and post on social i mean di how far does that go it, it um, must be quite difficult at times i'd imagine do you feel like i mean do you feel like 
you both have to be role models, especially yourself, Lizzie, as female in rock. You know, I, I think I went through a phase early on when, again, when that kind of started to happen where people definitely take some things that I say seriously or they're listening, yeah. you know? So you go through that phase of like, okay, like I have to be like super careful and, and you know, whatever. But, you know, what I learned throughout that process is that by being unapologetically me and, and kind of actively making sure that I'm not being anything that I'm not, yeah. you know, that I'm not being someone that I'm not supposed to be, yeah. um, that in turn, I, you know, at least from what I've heard from fans, I've become a better role model by just doing that, you know, and Meeting so by example, exactly. And so, and so, I mean, there are some, it's kind of given me, it's allowed me to be a little bit more personal with them as well. And, and a little bit more vulnerable and vulnerable. And like, sometimes I'll get in these conversations with like, Hey man, you know, a couple months ago I was feeling really depressed and, and, and this is what I was thinking. And then I'll get all these like fans who are like, Oh wow, that happens to you too. That's crazy. And I'm like, of course it happens to everybody, no matter what the success level. Yeah. And so you end up kind of reaching on a deeper level and almost uh, empowering a lot of these people just by being yourself. So um, I've never tried to be anything I'm not. And, and, and I've never to this day, and I'm still waiting for it. I, I've never gotten a letter from a mother that has been like, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you did that. Or you said that, you know, even, even with like lyrics and the song subjects that I take, like there's, you know, I, I like writing about sex, for instance, I yeah. think it's fun and it's very much a part of what I am and, and coming from a position of power, you know, in a sexual sense, especially being a woman, people look at that differently than if it's Mick Jagger or if sure. it's, you know, yeah. Van Halen singing yeah. about sex or, or, you know, even Led Zeppelin with the Lemon song. That's kind of like, you know what they're talking about. So I kind of relish in that too, and just kind of make sure that, and you know, I, I, I am myself. I'm not, I, I consider myself to still be a classy lady, but I like that too. So yeah. it's, it's just fun to just kind of put myself out there. I'm going to throw some stats at you, okay? Uh oh. So we make of this lot. So, Hailstorm's official channels have 1.3 million Facebook fans, 285,000 Twitter fans. And 182,000 Instagram followers, okay? <laughs> That's awesome. Lizzie, you've got nearly double the number of Instagram followers and the <laughs> same number of Twitter followers on your own personal things. So, as a band, what's more important? Is it the personal stuff or is it the official channels? And how does that all balance out? I don't know what's more important. <laughs> I think, yeah... Obviously, people are gravitate, you know, gravitate towards Lizzie as, and she is, you know, you're the mouthpiece of the Li band, quite the, literally, the woman and, <laughs> and uh, a big mouthpiece. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a that's a good question. I mean, what do you you have more experience? We're not like social media experts by no, any no, no. stretch. We're literally you're musicians at the end of the day. Yeah, we're musicians and yeah and. Yeah, that's... I mean, I think they kind of go hand in hand. Um, I don't know which is more important. I guess I would err, um, just because it's my own world, I'd err on the side of myself if one of them had to go away because yeah. I know that there's somebody will trickle into the other end of it too. Um, but I think they do go hand in hand because it is about 
it is about both. And like we were talking about before, you know, it's about the music and putting that out there because obviously at the end of the day, it, it should be good, <laughs> you know, but it's also again about selling yourself too and, and not selling yourself like, okay, this is your product, but, but I think that's important too. Well, so, and Hailstorm is, you know, we're four members and yeah. there's not one person that like speaks for all of us. I mean, she is the leader yeah. when it's, you know, but if it was, I have some bands run their band account and it's the singer, one person that does it and they use it like it's their personal account, yeah. which is fine, whatever. I could, yeah, but, I could give yeah, a but shit. But we don't but like to do that. Yeah. That, that Hailstorm is, as a social media account is like the business and yeah. we're individual and. Do you ever, do you ever, is there any competition in the band around, for example, the number of followers and fans you have? <laughs> we, okay, okay. I don't know if there's competition, but we definitely break each other's balls on it all the right, time. Okay. You yeah. know, like, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I did this to him the other day because something happened, you know, that like he posted, I'm like, oh yeah, somebody said something. I'm just, I'm just like, huh, well. How many how many followers do you have again? How many? <laughs> you know, like well, so we'll do that a lot. Like, don't steal my picture. Don't steal my picture. I know. <laughs> yes. Well, do you Go. want people to see it or not? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. There's that level of it. Um, I, you know, we're kind of in this beautiful generation of where, like, we remember before the internet yeah, yeah. and before social media, and when and then when there was the internet, when there was just kind of message boards. You know, do you remember yeah. that where it's where. Yeah. You know, it's the website and then there's a community yeah, of people talking yeah. about it. Um, so so for me, it was never, it's never like likes aren't currency for us. No, no, good. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, yeah, but uh, which which we know a lot of people that that is the case and, and apparently the internet is real life but but we but that we just use it as a mouthpiece we use it in the same way that we would that, that we would be calling somebody on the phone or texting well, and, and you know, we, so. we all use it differently the four of us it's That's just true. a different style and level like lizzie you're on there the most you post the most you put I, the most content out i there. use it like it's aim remember yeah. aol and yeah, and, yeah. And to that point josh seems to be far more reserved yeah which he is in real it's a reflection of life and rj is pretty re he used to post more and now he's he rarely he goes posts. through phases yeah i don't know what well people go i mean from what i see people go through ups and downs anyway yeah. sometimes you just get sick of it and yeah. yeah you want to totally. break so do you think that overall things like twitter positive places to have i mean do you get trolled much oh yeah um <laughs> <laughs> and how do you deal with that i think that's to, uh, that's a that's a it's it's a personal choice it's it's not a really something that i do it's just I, I think it comes from literally growing up on stage you know i've been in this fan since i was 13 so you're kind of become accustomed to like people judging you or telling you what their opinion of you because yeah. you know you go up there and obviously you know people are like all right what you got uh, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. So I've never really been preoccupied with other people's opinion, you know, of me, but, but it is interesting because there is a light and a dark to this. There is a darkness to social media because at least when I was a kid, especially for a teenager, um, when I was picked on in school or something was wrong and, and I was going down those, you know, dark rabbit holes in my mind, I at least could come home and be away from it because it was just out there. It yeah. was school. Yeah. It was whatever social. But now that's everywhere. You don't really get away from it when you go home. That's still there. Yeah. And especially in this day and age where you can be kind of anonymous. It's not like when I was a kid, if, if someone had a problem with me, they said it to my face or they passed a note, yeah. you know, and now it's like 
literally on your accounts, you know, you, you're fat and you're doing this and the blah, blah, blah. And it like, and you, why did you do this? And you, you know, you're not my friend anymore. And we broke up and now the whole world knows. And I feel bad for these kids that have to deal with that every day. So I've kind of, I have taken it upon myself to, if I am going to put something out there, like you want to encourage that positivity. And that's yeah. why a lot of these conversations that I have with these young kids on, on social media is that it, it's not real life. It really isn't just because, you know, just because somebody says that to you doesn't mean that's who you are. That's just because they're being a coward and want to get a rise out of somebody and they're addicted to that, you know? So you kind of trying to explain that. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I get trolled from people telling me that they don't like the way I look in, in that surface to death threats. I've gotten that in the past couple of years. That's, that's a, that's a new thing. And, uh, which is why now we have security. (laughs) Um, but, um, yeah, so it does happen. It doesn't affect me as much as I know other, it affects other people, but that's just because of me. One of the reasons I asked is that I know I don't know, a year or two back, you dared to cut your hair. How dare you? Oh, yeah. And that the was internet funny. seemed to go ballistic over this, oh, my God, she's got her hair. I mean, did yeah. that just kind of wash over you? Or No, it, you know what's funny? It, it washed over me for a long time, and then I started to think it was hilarious, and so I kind of instigated it a little bit, <laughs> you know, whereas then I would post more pictures of, you know, I would, like, literally look for the on the internet for, like, oh, you know, that's, and, and then then, so it started out as just kind of, like, it's a short haircut with still a little bit of length to it. And then I went for the full, you know what, let's go shorter just to see how far I can take it. And so I thought that was hilarious. But then all these people, like, I love our fans. They they got up in arms about it. And so, well, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think I, it's great, man. Yeah. It keeps people talking. Well, yeah, to be honest, I mean, let's face it, this was what, I don't know, two years ago, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it was, when you're in the off cycle from having an album out or whatever. And boy, did it get your attention yeah, at the time. It, you know absolutely. I mean? it, was, um, it, was, it was almost brilliant, like planned, but it wasn't. But, I know, because we said that we're like, wow, like, because we're kind of taking time off to kind of do this regular. We're not really out there right now, but man, everyone's talking about it. Yeah, yeah. And then like, there would be something about like, oh, they're doing a new record. And everything in the comments would be just like, what the hell is up with their hair? And like, nobody would talk about the music. Do you know what? I, I was looking at your, uh, you posted something this, oh, it was the Jimi Hendrix thing you posted. Yeah. I was just looking down the comments and said, there's even one there Are you about serious? hair. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is like 18 months ago. Well, it's kind of a mullet now, so you're welcome. <laughs> Run with that one. Well, people, you know, people are so funny because the funny thing about social media and being able to comment and express whatever you feel like expressing, like, the assholes that are, you know, the people that choose to insult or troll usually aren't very smart, you know, because they decided that's a good outlet and a good way to spend their time to begin with. And um, they also just can't let anything go because they're not clever enough to think of something new. Like, it's so funny on some yeah. of these websites. She doesn't have short hair anymore. And like, they're still like, oh, look at that little dude trying to make music. Look at them with their little music. That dude's still singing. Huh? It's like... Like, it wasn't even funny the first time, and you're still like, it's like, oh, my God, you're so... Maybe that's what's half of what's wrong with the world is that these dummies still have, like... It's usually a louder presence online because it instigates people. Yeah. And that, that gives divisiveness them, is, they, like, it what gives has... Them, it gives in, them power. ...ingrained itself it into the culture. Yeah. And it's something that, in my line of work, so working with companies and brands, is exactly that. You have to almost ignore the loud voices because it's the people with the negative views that are the loudest. Yeah. Always, always, always. I don't give in, I don't give up.
Okay, well, let's talk about the music then, because I've had a chance to listen to the new record, and I love it. I think it's fantastic. So it's called Vicious, and, I mean, to me, that's kind of the perfect title for it. (laughs) It sounds a lot, perhaps, rawer, more hard-edged, darker, more intense. Do you think that's a fair summary? Absolutely. Hell yeah. That's what we were going for, anyway. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, it comes across. It really does. Where did that edge come from? You know, I think that, you know... We've been we've been a band that has been so incredibly like lucky to to not only still be together and not you know still be best friends, but there have been so many milestones in in our, we were able to call rock and roll our career now, which is crazy. We you know we we all have houses that we did because we play shows. Um, we won a Grammy. We've we've you know toured the world. It's 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 amazing. But what you realize is that there's still always something to fight for. You know, and you said it best the other day. You're like you never run out of dreams. And I think that the fight this time was to error on the side of ourselves. And that's not entirely easy, even for a band that you know like us that has had. Now we're on our fourth you know record yeah. on Atlantic Records. Yeah, something we've always heard, like always, is that people are they tell their friends, oh yeah, but you got to see Hailstorm live because it's not the same as the record, you know, like for the past three records. And we've been hearing that and we tried to do it the last record. We literally recorded the four of us in a room together. We were playing together and that's how a lot of that record was made. Trying to get, we're a live band. We've always been a live band. We, we had played a thousand some shows before we even got signed. And the first studio album was like our first time in a real studio and working with a producer and stuff. And so we're learning, we've been learning and we didn't quite know how to, bridge that gap like how do you stop people from saying like you got to see them live so when we we met nick raskalin it's our producer one of the first things he said to us was i love you guys i'm a big fan and i've seen you live but i haven't heard the record yet that does what i think you could do after seeing you live and i want to make that record so let me know when you're ready you know and we're like we're ready (laughs) and because we want to make that record too we just we didn't know what that was or how and he totally it was it, it was great that. to ha- to literally be I think it was the first time we've ever done a record with someone who's seen us more than once and or that ha- we've been friends with and actually um, Nick is a bass player and we've we've jammed together like years ago um, you know uh, just in the community in Nashville he you know and so to have somebody that literally becomes your fifth member but can see you from the outside is amazing because not only did he encourage us to double down on rock? Like, oh, no, 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 like you can rock more. But individually, you know, he's like, I know what your corner of Hailstorm is, what your strengths are. I know what your strengths are. I know what your brother's strengths are. And I want to accentuate that and lift that up. So even physically on this record, for me vocally and and, and both of us playing and and my brother on the drums, it's like, it's like, oh, no, no, no. I know you can sing harder. I know you can sing higher. You know that guttural thing that you do that I still haven't heard on any record? I want you to do that more. So, yeah, we really lifted it And it, it up makes sense if you think about it. If people are saying that about our live show, this just, we don't use tracks or click tracks or anything. It's just the four of us on stage and each of us doing our thing with these songs. And it, what, what he did was in the beginning, we're like, we're kind of lost. How do you how do you do that? We don't you know, we, don't, we wrote a bunch of songs that we didn't like that wasn't doing that. So we threw them all out. And he was like, all right, well, when's the last time the four of you just sat in a small room and figured out some new music together. And we're like, well, it's been a while, actually. And he was like, let's start there. And it started with, like, who's got a riff? Like, go. Here we go. <laughs> and he was, like, our coach, helping us out throughout it, kind of just piping in. But we really just took the – we ran with it and started writing, and he'd pop in, like, cool. 
And and that was that makes sense to me because yeah. he made it about the four of us instead of this whole bigger idea of like, how do we fit in on radio? How do you sound like these other bands? I think it really comes across because there were bits like, so the vocal on Killing Ourselves to Live is unlike I've ever heard from you before no, on the record. The musical intros to Uncomfortable, again, the first time I heard that, I'm like, bloody hell, what's this? <laughs> so I think, I think, you know, as a band, it really comes across that, like you say, everyone, it appears, has up their game considerably, which, you know, having been a fan of yours for many years, I wouldn't have necessarily thought possible. So, well, thank you, you know, well, I, thank I, it really you. comes across. And I, I was going to ask you, actually, how do you think these songs might translate live? Because you listen to them, you're like, how the hell are you going to do that live? Well, for the first time in, in, in our recorded career, we've kind of out done ourselves on, you know and no, no but to the point where like on every other record after we record it within the first few weeks of us touring on on these songs for the first time we end up upping the ante and making them better so they would always kind of start at that base level yeah. now we're kind of starting from <laughs> the top and we're like i think i hope we can maintain it <laughs> i just yeah, want to like yeah. i want to do i want to do that I, there's nothing that i want to like change immediately to do live like i want to do all of these parts the way that they're recorded so yeah we i mean our our <laughs> version of playing a live show is the four of us interpreting our recording in a live setting and it's different moments and you got to find those different moments and this we haven't even really dug in yet we've played two two new ones live uh we started working on the second track skulls and like oh wow this is tough like four of us <laughs> singing at the same time there's four vocals and playing the yeah. riff underneath and yeah. Like, oh, we're going to have to work on this one. And, and when we get home from this press thing, we have two shows over here. And then we have like two weeks before the U.S. tour starts and the album comes out that, I mean, Lizzie and I in particular, I think are the ones that are going to have to buckle down and yeah, our, figure our, out Yeah, our rhythm guitar. section is amazing. They just fall in line. It's, figure out how to get those guitars to work. And... It, sound, it sounds, I mean, my impression was that it sounds like it's kind of pushed you out of your comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Because the last, the last record, there is perhaps an argument to say it was kind of similar to the one before, whereas this is... A whole step on. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's it's funny because um, in particularly like uncomfortable and killing ourselves to live. So uncomfortable started started with as an instrumental, yeah. and and so I took it home and I wrote to it. And then I, you know as I was making the demo, you know I'm, I'm writing the verses and it's the most I, I had this idea in my head, you know. But then as I'm writing, I'm like, oh my god, this is so fast. And it took me like 12 times to actually like get it down on, on the, on the, on the demo. And then I wrote the chorus um, and you, like, I'm, I write it kind of in my head first and then, then I'll, then I'll sing it. And when I was singing it, I'm like, oh geez, like I'm doing these like vocal acrobatics all over this record. And I'm like, now I'm going to have to do this live every single day. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, but it was really cool. And that was really, that was Nick encouraging us to be our best selves. Like I said, it's like, Oh no no! Just I want you to go for it. I want to, I want you to literally go to the ends of the earth with this because I know that you can. And it was really empowering because you get to a point in your career where you're like like with the last record. You know we love that last record, but like when we started writing for this record, we're like, can we still do this? Like what? Where, where is that? Like where is that fire? Like what what's, makes us excited? And and so we really found it on this record. And and kind of going back to the the question that you had that was important for us. And that was a fight. We had to fight to find that again. And, and you can hear it. And that's the most amazing thing for me on this record was we're writing and recording as we're writing, as we're going. So for me, and, and I don't know if anybody else can tell this, but for me, I can hear the difference with the way that I perform because it's yeah. all like 
the feeling is still is right there. It's fresh, so you're capturing that. Yeah, I think that totally comes across. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I've got tickets to see you in Brixton in London in September, oh, I think awesome. it is. So, yeah, really awesome. looking forward to that. I'd be love to see these songs live because, yeah, I think it's great. Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so, so much for giving me some of your time. Anytime. Um, and, you know, best of luck with the record and the tour and everything else. Thank you so much. Oh, Thanks, you're, man. You're, you're super delightful, and th- thank you for having us. Big thanks this week to Kirsten Sprinks at Cosa Nostra PR for helping set up the interview with Lizzie and Joe, and to Atlantic Records for giving me permission to use Hailstorm's music. You can subscribe to Digital Download on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And if you've got any ideas for future topics you'd like to see covered, or people you'd like to hear from, contact me on Twitter, where I'm at the Paul Sutton. Thank you for listening.